please fasten your seatbelt. This is the Daily Travel Tips podcast with reliable information for travel agents, wedding planners, families, friends, Insta travelers, and others related to traveling and tourism. Hey podcast listeners, this is Kai speaking. Welcome to the Daily Travel Tips podcast. Today I'm here with another Kay. <laughs> Hello Kay. Hi Kay, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to see you. Pleasure to meet you. I'm really excited meeting uh, another person with the same name. Uh, like I said, I put in my calendar today uh, having coffee with Kai and uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Kay, pleasure to have you. Um, like I said, this is a Daily Travel Tips podcast. Would you like to briefly introduce yourself and then we just do organically as Absolutely. we agree? Okay. So, um, my name is Kay Walton and I've been living here in the Riviera Maya since 19. 1992. You guys can do the math, so um, <laughs> it's been a while. And I run a website called locogringo.com. And we've been going, we were one of the first websites here for the Riviera Maya. It wasn't even the Riviera Maya then, and it was just the, the Cancun Tulum Corridor. Okay. And we started our website to help get out tourist information, and we still do that today. And you're doing a great job with oh, that. Thanks. What's the website again? It's locogringo.com. That's like the crazy, Cra crazy American. <laughs> Local gringo. That's But, catchy. Well, there's this quick story with that. Is Go that, ahead. So I moved here to explore underwater caves. Yeah. So my my husband and I at the time we were exploring, and the Mayans would help us move all our gear um, out in the jungle. And we would go and dive in the cenotes. We would go and we'd be gone for hours at the time. And so they would call us gringos locos. Yes. Because they thought we were crazy Americans because we'd go stomp in the jungle, dive in a hole and come out hours later. So and, happy. and happy. And, and really they wouldn't get really happy. <laughs> and so, the thought, so when we started our business, we said, well, what can we call ourselves? What would people remember? And we said, well, why don't we call ourselves Loco Gringo? It's bad Spanish, but all the foreigners would understand it and they'd remember it. Definitely. And it's great. And when I used to do banking and everything here in Playa, they would go, oh, I'm with the Loco Gringo. And so now we, it's easy because everybody remembers us. Even, even the nationals here remember Loco Gringo. Yeah. Um, because It's a, it's a really memorable name. Definitely. And you always earn a smile Absolutely. when you say, I'm the local gringo guy. Oh, yeah. No, it always makes... And people laugh and they just shake their head. It's really fun. It's a nice way to start a conversation. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. So you're a diver as well. I just learned that. Um, yeah. I was... I was um, I moved here to explore underwater caves. And I actually... I worked at the very first all-inclusive resort built in Playa Car in 1992. Um, I was the, was actually there was two foreigners, myself and then another guy from Germany. And we ran the dive concession at, I think now it's the Diamond Resort or Allegro. And so, um, I worked there and none of Playa Car was there. Yeah. And it was just all jungle and a dirt road from the highway. And then um, I worked for several other dive shops down the coast, a couple in Acumal and Puerto Aventuras, and did that for years. And what I wanted to do is I would dive during the day, I became a dive instructor, and then, and then at, at night and the days off, 
would explore, would go cave diving and explore. And we've made incredible discoveries all oh, these was, years. I was about to say, that sounds really exciting. It was very exciting. Um, and the one big thing, and it was just having a chat this morning with someone in a dive shop in Porto Aventuras today over at Zero Gravity. Um, we're talking about the, one of the famous dives now is called The Pit. Yeah. I discovered that. Oh, wow. So myself and my dive partner, Dan Linz, we we discovered that back in then, I don't know, 1997, 1998. The years get blurry, you know, <laughs> too much sun. Um, and so, um, you know, I'm even talking about maybe trying to find my slides and doing a presentation to tell people, show people how it used to be yeah. back in the day. So, yeah, I used to dive. But then when we started Local Gringo, there weren't a lot of websites out there and... Um, more and more as the popularity grew well then it took away I had to spend more time I had to work yes <laughs> so it just it became one obsession I had changed my 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 love and passion for exploring underwater caves my love and passion exploring the digital realm and sharing that passion and the information about this oh lovely area yeah and that's you know that's one of the nice things that we have is that all of our team we've all lived in the area I yeah. even have some people who come here live here for a while they go back to the states or Canada and eventually they come back to Mexico but <laughs> you know it's people who we really have a passion yes for living here and being here and it's it's the people it's the culture um, of course it's the environment the the beach and the jungle and cenotes and everything um, and the as energy. well the people right it's and the people and you know this is a this is a really funny thing I think people miss is that I think all of us who live here is that the people who live here and especially Playa del Carmen is a perfect example is that we have people from many many different countries that live yes, here yes that's what I love about Playa is that it makes such a colorful fabric of society and it's the people that make it so wonderful whether you're Mayan, German, Italian, French, American, Canadian, whatever. All of us are here together because we love the area. Yes. So many of us and it really it really makes a colorful fabric and I mean how many, I can't think of that many societies where we're all together in one town um, or one area where we can have such an exchange and you can sit at a table and hear two, three, four different languages in a given in, in a restaurant. I agree. And That's... it's really cool because everybody brings a little bit of something to the party, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, I hear you. That's yeah, I absolutely agree. And um, what what is for you? What is for you? Uh, speaking of now, you have a couple of years here. Uh, what is what has changed? And there are a lot of things where people say it changed in a negative way. Do you see anything that changed in a positive way? Well, I have seen a lot of changes and I can go back and I'm one of those people who remembers when, when the Quinta was a dirt road. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, and it was a really, really great point in time. But... Um, I think a lot of the changes, with a lot of the changes, has brought, especially if you're coming to visit the area, I mean, mud places have air conditioning now. There was no air conditioning 25 <laughs> years ago. I mean, some of the basic things that people take for granted, I mean, there's, you, you, you can be unhappy 
happy that there's a Sam's Club in Walmart or a Costco in Cancun. You can be unhappy there, but it's really nice if you're going shopping. It's convenient. For, it's convenient <laughs> and everything. Absolutely, yeah. If, it, if you're here for your vacation rental or for all of us who live here. Yeah. People forget the fact that we need convenience too because we work, what, five, six, seven days a week. Yeah. And so it's and that's nice. So I think um, the infrastructure has become much better. Of course, everybody loves Wi-Fi. And if it wasn't for growth and infrastructure, we wouldn't have Wi-Fi yes. and everything yes, like that. Yes, definitely. Um, so I think some of those uh, those types of things have helped. I think lovely thing, um, we now have great medical care here. Yeah. Good hospitals, good clinics, and everything, whether you're a local or a visitor to the area. It's nice to know that if you want really great medical service, and I know Cancun is now, they have medical tourism and everything, um, but that's been a real plus, and, and, it's, and it's helped everybody, no matter what the circumstances is and why they're here on vacation or not, it, to have great medical care and to know that it's accessible. Yeah. So that, I definitely, I definitely think it's great. Um, People will think I'm crazy to say this, but you know, the cenotes, which are so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, you now don't need horses to carry your equipment <laughs> or your snorkel gear or to go out and see them. You know, yes. there's parking and everything, and it has allowed people who have lived in the jungle, the locals who have cenotes on their property or they take care of them and stuff, because you pay a small entrance fee, and that's helping that family. They're making a kids. living. They're making a living. They're, they're, um, you know, being able to buy uniforms for the kids to go to school and help and, and take care of their health and the needs of their family, which is great. Um, you know, yes, I romantically remember the days of going to <laughs> Cenote Eden. It's also known as Ponderosa. And we used to give the guy a Coke and a package of cookies to go dive. <laughs> now it's probably $10 or... You can, you you can know, try, right? Yeah, <laughs> you can try. And we're not going to work these days. But I mean, and yes, I romantically, this was yeah. great. And that was a real treat for him because, you know, he was in the jungle. There weren't Cokes and cookies just hanging around. Yes. So, you know, um, it's an all of scale of things. And, you know, a lot of people who have been coming down here for lots of years and they'll say, oh, well, it's changed and everything. You know, maybe you have to just look at things with a different, a, a different set of glasses, if you will. Yes, all we remember some of the days where it maybe was a little more rustic and had a little more romantic flair to it. But now is the time to see and gain a new appreciation for the area. There's incredible art galleries now. Yeah, um, good point. Is it mu you know, the Mayan museums, whether you go down to Chetamal, you look in Cancun, you have the planetarium here. Um, there's you know, theater here in Playa. Um, there's more cultural type things here than just a beach and going and sitting at happy hour. You want that? That's there. But there's some really great things that are coming here and people just have to change their perspective and say, oh, wow. And put on a different pair of glasses and rediscover the place that they originally fell in love with. I totally agree. Putting on a new pair of glasses is definitely the, the thing to do. I agree about uh, the, the culture. That is something, when I arrived here six years ago, I was like, okay, we're missing a theater. There, I, was, I was already very happy and pleased with the, with the movie theater. Yeah, I, I'm I a movie agree, guy, yeah. totally. But uh, that is the reason, for example, moving to Tulum is not, uh, for me, acceptable. There is no movie theater. <laughs> not in that way we know it here. But long story short, I, I, I absolutely agree with all those innovations and putting on a new pair of glasses and really appreciate them. And, uh, well, if you don't like it, just go further south. 
if if you look for those rural areas well you know this is one of the unique opportunities being on the mexican caribbean coast is that every city or pueblo or town village they all have a little bit different personality you have playa del carmen here which is an absolutely thriving um tropical urban setting it's a boom town at it's the moment it's a boom town and really and, and it's really cool it's got a great vibe and i love to people watch here um you go to puerto morelos different still, story different yes. story and it's you know it still has that quaint fishing village and that's just located just south of cancun yes and um and and so you've got a totally different vibe there you go down to puerto aventuras where you've got a marina community so if you go, like the yachting life and big sport fishing and there's diving and everything it's a really lovely place to go to be akumal quaint little town um you know it's not too it's it's really nice for families it's really small tends to be very quiet and then you go down and you have there's little bays in between there's Soliman Bay and Tanka which are part of Tulum and Tulum you can be in the pueblo and be exciting and hear live music you can go down to the beach and take salsa classes and live music there and you have the environment of the beach and then if you go down to the Costa Maya which is about you know, 2 3 hours south by you know down to the Costa Maya south of Carrillo Puerto There is rustic. There's old day. I mean, there's here 25 years ago and it has its charms and everything, but you may not get some air conditioning. They may not have electricity at times. Yes. They now have gas, which yeah. is lovely. <laughs> um wonderful sport fishing and everything and it's a beautiful opportunity. So, there's something for everyone here. It's just you just have to define it. And the one thing I will mention because it's so close to us is that we all focus here on the coast because we all love the Caribbean and it's beautiful. But if you just drive west a little bit, yes. you're in the state of Yucatan, which is um, a, fa- a fabulous area. Merida is the um, oldest colonial city in the state of Yucatan. Valladolid is number two. Um, you have great little pueblos like Isamal, which is, and it just here's trivia for people. Isamal, you can drive there from whether you, no matter where you are on the Riviera Maya, go over to Isamal, and they have um, uh, a, it's not even a ruin. It's like an old church, and that is the largest Catholic institution outside of the Vatican. Oh wow. And of course I don't even know if they have church services there anymore but you can go there for a day trip there's not little places to stay um and there's Mayan ruins there so Isabel is definitely great um Valladolid wonderful culture um lots of traditional Mayan and Yucatecan things the Yucatecan food's fabulous and oh they well, we're going to go into food Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, we're sitting at a restaurant. So yes. of course we're going to have to talk about food. I agree. <laughs> um, that's you know that's the other thing for people who are foodies is that many are. Many. <laughs> and you can have anything you want, right? This is uh, incredible the food here and the the diversity. Yeah. Yeah, I well, we're at the ocean seafood. I love the seafood here. But uh as you said, going into the mainland a bit further, just a couple of kilometers, the dishes are completely changing and they are still so delicious. Absolutely. And I mean the, and the, a lot of these dishes have history and recipes that have gone from generation to generation in families. Yes. Um you can still go to beautiful markets and even here there's some real, you know I love going to dock it's a fabulous little market to go buy all the ingredients if I want to cook which is not too often 
um, because there's so many great places to eat, and it's you know it, it's great whether you want Italian or you want Mexican food or you want um, sushi with the fresh seafood yes. and everything. Um, it, it's really a mecca, and I think it's really fun for uh, street food. And uh, you know, people I, people ask over the years about street food and that. Oh, can you eat street food off the cart? <laughs> I would say if you're going to do that, sure. But look for a cart that's got people there. That's the indicator, that's, right? That's the if indicator. it's crowded, it's good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's incredible incredible street food, which is really always really fun to eat. You get corn on the cob, or to get a paleta, a popsicle on the street, and it really adds culture. And you know. I'm going to take this opportunity, especially a lot of people come down here to stay in all-inclusive resorts. Yes. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, you know, I've, st I've stayed at a couple... Um, well, it's like a golden cage. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I call the, 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 um, the all-inclusive resorts. It's a golden cage. There's no reason to leave it. They, they, they treat you so well. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, do, they do treat you really well. And it, it, makes, it takes the thinking out of vacation. Yeah, you can get up, you go to the pool, they bring you a drink, you can go to the buffet. You can, you can bring your brain to vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but I really encourage people, um, if they're going to go that route, And, and, and that's fine, is to take time though and to go out um, and explore the area. I, I agree. You know, go you know go with a local tour company. Um, we are more than happy to go out with you guys. Or take um, just look, or go, look or up at your, your, your you site. Know, of course, local green, we can help and stuff. But the thing is, is to go out and to get off the resort grounds. Yes. And it gives you the opportunity to experience a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here, whether it's to experience the people, if you're in the people watching, or you just want to walk around, you're into, into food and you want to try some things and go, what is it with these crickets? The crickets are hard to find, but I mean, you can find different foods to eat, um, and but you can't do it if you're sitting at the resort. And there's some wonderful ruins. Everybody goes to Tulum, but You know, some of my favorite ruin sites, and I know you're going tomorrow, is to Koba. I yes. love Koba. I was about to ask, what's your favorite site? So that's Koba? Uh, no, my favorite site is Muwia. I agree. <laughs> that and Chak Choban, which is down in the coast of yes, Maya. Yes, I know that one as well. That was lovely. There, I First time I was there, I, we saw monkeys there. Yeah. This was awesome. Have you been to Kalakmul? I've been to Kalakmul. Talking about monkeys, just yeah. making that... Uh, I've been to Kalakmul probably three or four times. We've great. got a little hotel down there. Yeah. And so it's always nice because we'll stay there and then, you know, get a good night's sleep and then go down to Kalakmul. And um, we've actually, I've been to, I think, every, every, every ruin site that's down in the southern part of the state. I've been to, with the exception, there's some ruins in Chetumal and I haven't been to those yeah. ruins. Well, you have a couple of years of advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been uh, down there. No, and I cannot claim that I have seen all of them. But uh, the ones you're mentioning, Muyil and uh, Chak Choban, they're really lovely. I, I agree. That, that gets that Indiana Jones feeling. Oh, definitely, uh, Somehow yeah. I always hear that uh, theme song of Indiana Jones when I'm going through you the... I wish you had a whip and a hat. Exactly. I agree. But it's, it, you know, those, those ruin sites are fabulous, but I mean to go to Ekbalam, um, 
and Cheats and Eats is Cheats and Eats is nice. And I would tell people, you know, if you could go with a smaller tour group, don't go out on a big bus. It's going to be very sterile. It's like cattle herding. Yeah. To get on a big oh, tour bus. Oh, I'm glad bus. that you are saying that. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's no, how no, I... no, no, no. I, I definitely think it's just like, okay, you know, get on the bus right now, and you're around with 30, 40 people and everything. You should go with a small group. Um, because then you have the chance to say, oh, does anybody want to stop? And there might be a little store or a little restaurant, a place to get a Along coke, the road. Along the road. Yes. Um, and it's just going to give you a more of a local flavor than to be in a big, a big tour. And many us. times you have the chance to arrive early. And that's really, yeah. that was my point, is that you want to get to, to well, Tulum, Chichen Itza, is you want to get there early, one, not only to beat the tour buses, but... It gets hot. Tulum or no, Kobat, well, both Itza and Tulum do not have much shade. No. So, you know, if you go at midday, you can get sweat your ass off. Can you repeat that? You gotta sweat your ass off. So you want to go in the morning, be first, you know? Exactly. Um, it's, it's lovely for the pictures. And these days, yeah. pictures are so important. Everybody's on Instagram. I have sometimes the idea people only go for the pictures. So it makes a huge difference if you're not very uh, skilled in Photoshop to get all those people <laughs> in the background out. You want to go there first in the first thing in the morning, so Absolutely. it's only you in the picture. You know, but the heat, you don't want to sweat your ass off. And I will tell people is that one of the places, if, if people are driving themselves to Chichen Itza, yeah. All right. Um, one of the best things to plan in their day is to go go early. Like I'm talking. Get up when it's dusk still here in the Riviera Maya. And when you drive over, go to Hacienda Chichen Itza yeah. and go and have breakfast there. It's inexpensive and it's beautiful. You may, I mean, you can stay the night there for sure, but to just go and have breakfast and wander the grounds, there is great history with the Barbachano family who has a long history with the, with the, um, with the archaeological aspects of Chichen Itza. Um, but there is deep history there and you can go and have a wonderful Yucatecan breakfast amongst just some incredible um, landscaping. There's, you know, toucans in the trees and parrots and everything. Um, and there are some uh, colonial ruins there on the grounds. So, you know, I, I, if I'm taking friends out to Chichen Itza, it's one thing we you do is get go. up earlier, we go have breakfast, we go to the ruins, and then we always hit a cenote, you know, nearby. And that's one of the other nice things with with, uh, with any almost any of the ruins these days is that there's some cenotes nearby, and people can, especially if you're sweating your ass off, and yes. there, you can go to Grand Cenote or Car Wash or any, you know, Dos Ojos or some of the other cenotes and around cool these off. ruins and cool off. Yes. So that's, that's a big bonus if you're going to go in the afternoon. Just go for a swim at one of the cenotes. Yeah. What's your favorite cenote? Do you have a? Is that's hard to tell. I know. Is oh. do you have one? Would you? What is my favorite cenote? That's really really hard. Um, you know they all cenotes to me have personalities, just like people. So it's hard to say, you know, it kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for, you know. <laughs> Grand Cenotes is really pretty down by... Um, it got busy, so... It's got, it's really Oh my busy. God, I, I drove by yesterday. I had to buy some blankets close to, to Goa and we, we passed by there at 11 a.m. There were bus loads. Cabs from, from Tulum and cars and big buses. I was scared when I saw that for the uh, 
for me, that was like a, I know Gran Cenote as secrets or uh, oh, yeah I remember when they barely had a little space to pull off the highway to park and they had a <laughs> stick ladder we would walk down in our tanks to go cave diving there um, and yeah I mean so that's another location is that some of these places even though they're very touristy if you go at the very early. early or at the very very end of the day yes you can have a place to yourself yes. um, some of the other cenotes which are maybe less popular um, South of Tulum Pueblo is um, Cenote Cristal. Yeah. Um, it's also known as Mayan Blue and Naharon um, by us cave divers. But Cristal is very beautiful. Um, I love Eden and Chacmol. Chacmol is Chacmol by is Puerto Aventuras. Yeah. Is lovely. Um, we just actually Chacmol. Where I was coming back, I had the coolers in the back of the truck, and we were um, driving home from Cancun from a day of grocery shopping because it takes all day back in the day to go grocery shopping in Cancun. <laughs> and there was a little sign that said Cenote Chacmul. And so I said, Oh, hey, Gary, let's stop here and look. And so we paid the woman like 10 pesos. I said, Can we look at your Cenote, please? And she yeah. said, yeah. She said, Did anybody, has anybody dove it? I said, She said, No. We said, can we come back tomorrow and dive? And she said, yes. And so we, we, we got to explore um, Chapo. Wow. And, and there's been other explorers now, too, but we got to, we got to be the first. That's um, exciting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh my God, this is just, I, I, I get all teary-eyed <laughs> thinking about it because I have such a, I have great fond memories of it. But, um, you know, those are some of my most my most favorite cenotes. And the other place that I and I have not explored all the cenotes out there, and they're going to be less less uh, less busy, is the Rutas, Ruta de Cenotes. Yes, there are the plenty road. there as well. There are plenty of cenotes, and the Ruta de Cenotes, for everybody who's listening, is located west of Puerto Morelos. And there's a sign for it. It's just just a little bit south right now of the of the entrance into Puerto Morelos, that the bridge that goes over. It's just a little bit south, but there is some incredible cenotes, and they have zip lines. Um, you can ride motorcycles, or not motorcycles. The there's ATVs. ATVs. Yeah. There's some bicycle places you can ride bi bicycles around, and so the Ruta de Cenotes uh, in Port Moros is really a cool, cool experience, and you're going to have um, a time to have. You know, there's not going to be buses. Yes. So I... come now, no buses. <laughs> um, and I will say, there's a, a. This is a little plug for a little guy who is out there on the road. If you go, drive down the road to the, um, following the signs on the Ruta de Cenotes on that road, if you're headed west on the right hand side of the road, there is a wood carver. Mm -hmm. Is to stop there and see and his carvings yeah. and look he has a little a little uh, palapa where he sells some of his carvings and then ask if you can see in the back and these guys are making incredible wood carvings <laughs> with chainsaws and chisels and they they even do some of the stuff that you'll see in some of these big resorts they're making it right there but there's some beautiful there's some beautiful bowls and things they've made that I wish that I had bought and I keep saying I'm going to go back um, and I, really unique things that it's, you will at, at the root yeah, it's right on that road out there, and it's going to be, and I think it's probably maybe 
was about to ask a couple oh. of minutes in. No, it's a little it's a little ways and it might be 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes in. Okay. But there's not a lot, trust me, there's not a lot of wood carving stores, <laughs> so you're not going to get confused yes. on where it Just is. Just look for the wood carvings. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, anything else you would like to add? Any mm. travel tips? Anything for maybe first timers? Or well, we were talking about the new set of, of pair of glasses. Um, yeah. Hugh is the owner of Loco Gringo. Uh, any recommendations? You're doing uh, vacation rentals, information, uh, tours. What? Um... So what we so what we do is um, our specialty is vacation rentals, and we have a team of people. Instead of doing like a, one of these really big websites, is that we know all these rentals. We we look at them, inspect them personally, and then we work with each one of our guests to find out what their needs and desires are to find help the, them find the best place that's within that their budget great. and everything. And we have a concierge. Actually, uh, I will say this for everybody is that we have a concierge and she is available to everybody um, free to anybody who's coming to the area. Yeah. Because our, our whole goal is we want everyone to have a wonderful experience. We love the Riviera Maya and Yucatan and we think everybody should. And so she's there to ask questions. She helps. She can help people book tours or rental cars, um, make a restaurant recommendation. That's what she's there for. Baby Making sitting. sure they're having a good time. Yeah, and she does it not only for our guests, but anybody who's coming to the area. She's available. Um, you can email her at concierge at locogringo.com. Um, but so we'll do vacation rentals, but we also are there to put out information because we want to support the local businesses. Um, you know, we want to be able to be a resource for people. We've been around for a really, really long time. Um, we know we know lots of people. Yes. And you know, we've seen the changes, so we can point into people for people who have been down here for a while and looking for a little something different. We may point them in the direction and say, Ah, you know, well, did you know there's a great folk art museum in Valle del Lead? And they go, oh, I didn't know. So that's the thing is that us too, because we've been here for a long yes. time. Sharing that experience. We share because we know we've been, we've seen it, and you know we get tired of going sometimes to the same places over and over again. So we're always looking for new stuff. Yeah. And I will say this is that as many times I've been to Escaret, I still love Escaret, <laughs> and I love Rio Secreto. So the parks are nice, and and I think they're they're a great opportunity. But sometimes you want something off a beaten path. We're, that's what we're doing. That's part of our job is to find those things the or the experiences. Whether it's taking cooking classes, are really popular now. I um, heard so. Just, yes. It's to just give people a little bit different view or angle or options yeah. than you might find on one of those big box websites out there. I hear you. And I figure we are not only sharing the same name. <laughs> we are sharing the same passion as well. Uh, as, as you said, uh, I'd like to... I like the idea that we are giving uh, information, that we are sharing the, the right information for the people in there. Uh, for the for the specific situation, that's what yeah. I like to with that podcast as well. Like to provide, like being a source of reliable information. That's uh, well, our passion for being here, living exactly. here, and uh, well, as lo logically as as a new as a traveler, you can't know that. So you rely on those people, on the locals, yeah. and now in these days, with uh, so much technology and uh, information, and thanks to Wi-Fi. We have internet here. We can share it uh, with with everyone. This is this is really great. Um, okay. Well, I don't know how many. Go ahead. We can do this again sometime. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this was not. This was our first meeting. <laughs> I, I'm very sure of the first of many. Um, 
Well, I would like to say thank you very much. Oh, I would you, say guys. we wrap it up. We're All right. probably already half an hour in. I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly 30 minutes. All right, guys. Well, Kai, thank you so much. And I'm <laughs> thank so, you, Kai. I'm really um, I'm just loving the opportunity to meet you firsthand as opposed to thank email you for having and the time. Facebook. Yes. And I will see you soon. There you go. Thank you very much. If you're still listening, you are awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm talking to you tomorrow. Bye bye.